couldn't find a product that was going to work for my wife. Went to lots of doctors despite good health insurance, right? We spend lots of money. I trusted conventional medicine that it would help. It led to nowhere. Um, I was told to have surgery, to never run again or work out again. And when they wanted to put me on testosterone, that was my aha moment. You've been lied to. You know, I, I was so deceived. I spent a fortune going through nursing school and none of the, the things that they were trying to do were safe. It just made me worse and worse. And every single participant who took their aloe with their supplements had more nutrients in their bloodstream when tested. We could use what God has given us to help others. We seal in that freshness of that aloe vera gel because that's what's important. As long as we get back to nature and get back to the source, then our bodies can heal themselves naturally. Welcome to tonight's episode of The Health King's Court. I'm your host, Zach the Health King. A quick disclaimer to keep myself out of trouble. Anything that you hear in this podcast is not intended to be taken as medical advice. The thoughts and opinions you hear shared are just that, thoughts and opinions. And any action that you take based on what you hear is done at your own risk. And with that said, enjoy the show. How's the weather up there today? It's uh, it's cold, man. New Jersey's not. Cold. New Jersey's <laughs> yeah. not my favorite, you know? <laughs> what about over there? Are you just trying to rub it in my face? How <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're in t-shirts outside, a little overcast. It's yeah, it's nice. overcast. It's supposed to rain today, but it's like 70s, 65, yeah. 70s. Isn't it? Probably 70 right Yeah, it's now. nice. More in yeah. shorts. <laughs> I think it's a solid like 30, 37 here. So near oh, wow. temperatures. Dang. It's not pleasant, man. <laughs> Come to Texas. <laughs> Who knows what the future holds? I'm certainly not against it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me do my little intro here. Welcome to the Health King's Court. Today's very special guests are Brian and Sheree Sabota. They are a wonderful family, a husband and wife couple, and they are also aloe farmers. So we're going to talk about their product today, Honest Aloe. Brian and Sheree, well, we already established that it's beautiful in Texas, as always, as per usual. And it's cold here in New Jersey. That's established. <laughs> but how are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you doing today? Awesome. Awesome. I'm super, uh, super excited for this. I'm really looking forward to it. We've had this on the table for a bit of time. I have to apologize to our viewers right away because you missed out on the first conversation that I had with this lovely couple. That was really amazing. That's before I knew to hit record right away. Uh, <laughs> You can, as a viewer, catch our uh, another conversation that we had on the Beat Cancer Answer YouTube channel. So I'll uh, I'll link that in the descri description where applicable, and, and you could check that out. But Brian and Saray are aloe farmers. They farm aloe and then they turn it into an inner aloe gel product. And can you tell me what that means? Well, what what is that? What is a raw inner aloe gel? Well, raw inner aloe gel is the inner leaf portion of the aloe leaf. So it's that inner gel. It's the clear substance within the aloe leaf. That's what's the raw inner leaf aloe gel. And then what we do differently is we, we don't add anything to that. We don't uh, add anything or disturb it in any way. We process it in a way that keeps it pure. We keeps it the nutrients that's in that inner leaf completely uh it's sealed inside so that actually when you consume it, you consume a product that is 100%. It's not concentrated. It's not uh, diluted in any way. It's completely 100% inner leaf aloe. 
which provides the most healing benefits as well. The so when you have a when you have an aloe leaf here, you see our aloe is back yeah. here. <laughs> um, each leaf is gonna have three layers. You'll have the outer rind. So let's say you got an avocado, that's gonna be like the peel of your avocado. Inside of that, you're gonna have that that gel, and that's gonna be the, what would be the green of an avocado. So there, there's three layers, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So I know why someone wants to eat an avocado though, right? They want to eat that delicious green and, and the healthy fats. Why Why would someone want to eat or, or drink aloe? Well, aloe, what it does is it actually does the same thing when it does to your skin. So when you put aloe on your skin for a sunburn, which that, <clears throat> growing up, that's myself, like I'm fair skinned. And so I always would burn and I put aloe on. And then sometimes I'd use products from the store, but they didn't work near as well as using an actual leaf, aloe leaf. And so what aloe does for your skin when you have a sunburn and it heals, it does the same thing for your gut. It does the same thing internally. It heals your gut. It repairs any small holes in your gut. And it actually continues to help your microbiome within your gut to be replenished. And, and how, how does it do that, though, when it's... Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll let the Aryan take over on that one. <laughs> oh, all right. We're <laughs> getting scientific yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So interleaf aloe vera gel, it, it's really, if you have it pure, right, it's about 98% water and about 2% packed of nutrients. Mm -hmm. I mean, better than a multivitamin that you've had. You've got amino acids, you've got vitamins, fat and water soluble, right? You have ace manin, which is actually contributed to polysaccharide, which is contributed to the most healing properties of interleaf aloe vera gel. You've also got um, yeah, your vitamins, your nutrients, you've got some minerals in there. Um, of course, we know all your minerals come from your soil, right? So because we use uh, the soil that we use, our aloes are particularly packed with those as well. When you think about inner leaf aloe vera gel, you've got 98% water, you've got amino acids, yeah. you've got fat soluble vitamins, you've got some water fat soluble, or I'm sorry, some water soluble vitamins. Um, and then we know amino acids, right? They're the building blocks for proteins. We know that ace mannan, it's, it's a polysaccharide that breaks down into mannose. And mannose is an incredibly powerful sugar molecule, right? Modern today, we hear, oh, sugar's bad. You know, don't eat sugar, stay away from sugar. But not all sugars are bad, especially when they're natural in a plant raw as God intended. Mm -hmm. And so this manno, mannose uh, is a sugar molecule that does a, a broad spectrum of things in our bodies. Um, we know that inner leaf aloe vera gel can decrease blood sugar. We think that that has a lot to do with the mannose, how it binds with the beta cell. We know that it also can do remodulate your liver. It actually helps build up and remodulate your liver. Um, funny story. We have a customer who uh, earlier this year, she reported into us. Uh, she had never been able to drink alcohol. Her liver could never tolerate it. She had been to lots of doctors, done all the herbs and supplements to no end. So she said, why not aloe? She did some independent research, thought aloe could remodulate her liver. Right. Well, she's all she did differently is take one shot of our inner leaf aloe vera gel for six months. Well, Christmas came around and she's saying, oh, I'm with family. What the heck? I'm going to have a glass of wine. Well, the next day she she messaged me. She drank the whole bottle. She completely got drunk and we're like, OK, that's not the that's not really the intent. the intent we were going with there. But what that tells us, right, is that that repaired her her um, liver. It's actually remodulated, which 
I would I would assume has to do with the mannose that's in it, but the hallmark component of inner leaf aloe vera gel that no other plant has is that ace mannan. Interesting, interesting. How how do you spell that for someone who might want to look it up? Ace ace mano ace mannan. A c e m a n n a n. Man, interesting. Because I know there's a lot of science fans out there that are going. Oh yeah, to yeah. Really, really. So that's super cool because that's that's where the magic happens with aloe. That's the active ingredient, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's nowhere else in the whole plant kingdom. Not that we're aware of. In fact, if you even do a quick Google search of Ace Manin on Google, I mean, nothing but aloe pops up. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there are other vegetables. There are other plants that have mannose in a different form. So Ace Manin breaks down into a specific mannose and there are other plants who do have mannose a different variety of that but um in terms of the ace manna and that specific type of polyosaccharide that's it interesting interesting and it is technically classified as a sugar in that way correct correct that's a very interesting addition because you know, sugar, of course, has been very demonized. Pretty much every guest I come on here, when I ask them, what's one thing that you'd recommend changing or avoiding? They say, cut out the sugar. Mm. And you hear it a lot within dieting folks that, oh, I can't eat fruit. Fruit is bad for me because it has sugar. But there's a lot more nuance to sugar yeah. and to really anything, isn't there? Yeah, it's, it's there's so many... People can go so far in one direction. I mean, you can go when you when you say something is bad, <clears throat> like just like a while back, you know, with these health fads and you go through a, a fad where you say, OK, you shouldn't have any fats in your diet. No fats, no oils. Well, what does your brain use to, for energy? Your brain uses fats and oils. And so there's any type of fad, any type of research, you know, when it's all one direction, there's there's going to be implications to where you're going to realize well no actually you need some of that god give us he gave us all of nature to use he gave us plants he gave us trees he gave us animals and so we need to use all of those things for our own health benefits absolutely and i think you really hit the key point in a balance within the world of what god gave us because people will take the balance mindset to an extreme as well and say, oh, well, I have to have a little bit of Twinkies. Oh, I have to have a little bit of soda because that's balance, right? Yeah, no. a little bit of pharmaceuticals. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that, you know, oh, that's yeah. balance. That That's called a healthy life. No, you know, I think that's yeah. that's asinine at best, you know? <laughs> And I, I, for our viewers, because I remember your explanation, can you tell me, tell us about how the ACE Manin functions and how it interacts with those sugar receptor cells on, for example, like a cancerous tumor or, or a cancerous cell? Absolutely. So the polysaccharide ACE manna will break down into mannose. And that mannose is so phenomenal. It actually, so it is a sugar molecule. And once it's broken down into mannose, it will bind. We know specifically it'll bind to tumor cells. It'll it'll um, bind to the sugar receptors, right? Because we all know cancer. What's the one thing when you get cancer, especially in the natural realm? What do you not eat? Yeah. Sugar, right? It's like everyone everyone knows you don't eat sugar when when you have cancer. However, this sugar raw when it's unique 
and uniquely raw, and it'll bind to those sugar receptors on the cancer cell, and it stops the process of glycolysis. And what that means is it, it doesn't allow the tumor cell to metabolize the sugar. So the sugar will tie up that those receptors on the cancer cell. The cancer cell essentially shrivels up and dies because it's no longer being fed. And so that's unique to mannose, right? And we think, again, that has the same um, reaction with um, your beta cells for insulin. There's been several studies that have done, the most recent one I've read in a group that had um, diabetes type 2, within six weeks of just taking one tablespoon three times a day, all of their blood sugars were under 55% or greater in terms of how high their blood sugars were, their fasting blood sugars. So we think it has a similar um, interaction with the beta cells and of course your pancreas and, and insulin as well. So but, yeah, so there's little sugar receptors that are in the cancer. They think that they're getting a nice little snack. Yeah. With, and, then, and then what's happening is they're like, I'm gonna get some more sugar out of this aloe, but aloe is sneaky and it says no. And it clogs it up and then they, they just die off. So that's really where aloe is coming in. <laughs> it's like that wolf's in sheep's clothing and it's uh it allows it to be able to to starve out that cancer as my wife shows. That's awesome. And and as you're saying that, I just thought of all the implications that could have for other ailments. So again, I, I'm I'm a less scientific mind than than yourself, uh Sheree. So please correct me. <laughs> I'm saying that, Don't worry. It makes it plain. In the case of like a sugar addiction or like a diabetic or pre-diabetic scenario, the body ends up craving sugar. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the levels get all the get all messed up. Like, for example, a lot of people, myself included, at times, after a meal, and it could be the healthiest meal in the world, because uh, I've had years of eating high sugar and especially high sugar after a meal, always having some form of desserts, always some form of sweets. My body expects a hit and a rush of that sugar uh, in, in some form. Now, do you think, Al, or do you know, aloe can come in and in that same way, give the body what it's technically looking for in a sugar but it's in that healthy form and you you know what i'm asking yeah no i mean it could potentially be the case so fun fact here so when, when you have those sugar cravings right we know that the brain gut have you heard of the brain gut connection Absolutely. right so yeah so that that that's pretty common nowadays but so and it's very true. So what's going on in your gut is often reflected in your mind and your your thought processes. So for every one bacteria that you have in your body that's craving something great, the 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 power of processed sugars, you have about seven bad bacteria that are telling your brain no, get more sugar. So that ratio it, you have in terms of good bacteria and bad bacteria, especially if you're just new on this journey of a healthy lifestyle, a healthy diet, taking responsibility for your health, that that's what, that's what you're up against. And so aloe could definitely help that more specifically aloe, raw aloe vera has lactobacillus in it, right? Lactobacillus is one of the most common prebiotics. And so that will actually squash quite a few of those bad bacteria of those seven that are telling your brain, Hey, eat a Twinkie, 
get a, you know, a ding dong, you know, whatever it is you're, you're craving. So absolutely from a research level, we know that that can potentially help that those cravings in that way. And that's why. It's all about the, the gut flora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. Even for myself, like I know when we first started drinking aloe, you have a meal, like if you have, you know, something that's heavy in carbs, you get a lot of bread or something that's going to weigh you down. When you drink aloe after a meal like that, it pretty much alleviates any of those post symptoms that you normally have. And so <clears throat> when you usually get tired and, <clears throat> excuse me, and worn down and like want to go take a nap, then at, you drink some aloe prior to that, prior or post, post your actual meal, those symptoms go away. You feel your brain fall goes away, your heaviness goes away, and you feel like you're back on, you know, when you woke up in the morning and you're ready to go. You know, it's, it's, there's no, you're really aloe. It's, it's amazing in that aspect of how it can just flush out and, and start afresh every time you take it. Interesting. And on the science level, (laughs) there's a reason for that too. Another thing that aloe vera does is it, it tightens um, your, have you ever heard of leaky gut syndrome? I have. Okay, great. So what happens is you've got some permeability in your gut. So really from our mouth to our anus, we've got a layer of cells. And when those cells get damaged by toxins, free radicals, what we eat, overeating, you know, all these things that are surrounding our environment, we get little um, tight junctions. We have tight junctions there. They look like a fence, right? And our tight junctions slowly start to separate, right? Well, that one layer of cells that's supposed to be tight to protect things from getting into your bloodstream will loosen, right? So what happens if you start loosening those um, tight junctions, things that aren't supposed to get in there can now fit in there. Whereas where it's tight, nothing can get in right? So our bodies are wonderfully built. We're supposed to keep everything out in the, in the gut. That's supposed to be in the gut. And then the good things like your amino acids, your vitamins, your minerals are pulled into the bloodstream. Well, when you have a leaky gut, all sorts of things can get inside those tight junctions into your bloodstream, into your lymph system, et cetera. And so what aloe can do or what it does, it tightens the tight junctions. And so when you have leaky, um, you have more permeability in your gut, it will actually tighten it. And so that's why, Brian, you know, when, after you eat, yeah. everything's a little bit cleaner. You, you, it's because you're tightening those junctions back up that's in your gut. So it's less permeable. That's very interesting. And that's an important concept, I think, for people to know about the body in general, because the body has a lot of independent systems. We have, you know, a bloodstream, we have lymphatic systems, we have nervous systems, all this stuff. And then there's a lot of fluids moving around in our body, whether it's from what we're inputting into it or otherwise. And ideally, everything would stay where it needs to be. But when our cells are unhealthy, like you just mentioned, that permeability increases beyond how much it should be. And things can kind of intermingle, things can mix into where they shouldn't be. And that leads to a world of issues. And, and it could be quite difficult to repair from that. And that's why repair, um, preventing stuff like that through staying healthy in the first place, making sure all the cell walls of the assorted structures are, are in good standing is really essential. That's something that uh, I have some personal experience with as well. But 
I'm interested. Did you guys from the time that you were children know that you were going to grow up and be aloe farmers? What? Exactly. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's funny, Zachary. Like I actually grew up farming. And, yeah. you know, I grew up, um, I grew up in North Texas and grew up on a farm, but grew up, we grew up mostly raising, you know, raising our own crops, raising our own vegetables, raising our own food. And then also we, we did, um, we didn't really have our our crop was was grass we we actually cut hay and, and did that for but you still have to nourish the ground you have to take care of it we because when you we provided like premium quality hay and that's very important for like your thoroughbred horses your other animals so it's uh <clears throat> being there in nature and like living out on a farm understanding <clears throat> excuse me understanding what plants need understanding what god has given us and taking advantage of that and, and using that <clears throat> is very important for us and that's one thing that we realized with uh with our own aloe like we didn't have i didn't know you know even when Shrey and i got married like we we're going to do anything related to aloe but we realized like we realized that there was a point in which Shrey on her own uh it, with her own autoimmune illnesses and other things that came up, we realized that aloe was the key for healing. And that key is something that we wanted to produce ourselves. Well, we realized that we needed it for ourselves, but then we were like, well, let's go ahead and let's make this for ever, other people to use as well. Because we saw the biggest issue with the integrity of the aloe products in the store. The transparency behind the label on what's in the product and the quality of the product themselves, we couldn't find a product that was going to work for my wife, that was going to work near as well as actual taking our own aloe leaves, processing them with minimal processing, you know, not pasture, no pasteurization, and then we freeze our product to keep it basically uh, sealed in the freshness. We couldn't find anything else. And so that's why we started our own business because it was a way that we could use what God has given us to help others. Interesting. Interesting. So it's like you always knew you wanted to, well, you always were a farmer. You always knew you wanted to be with nature and, and caring for nature and stewarding yeah. nature. And you just got shown the way of aloe, but that, that's, that's beautiful. And, and Saray, um, if, if you don't mind, for anyone that might be going through a similar autoimmune illness or autoimmune, you know, trouble, would you mind sharing a little bit about what that entailed and how aloe ended up coming to help you? Oh, absolutely. So 25, right? Mid-20s. You think you're just wonderful and free. Um, I went to lots of doctors despite good health insurance, right? We spend lots of money. Um, I'm a nurse, ER, ICU. And so my, I, I trusted the realm that I was in, I trusted conventional medicine that it would help. I don't know what it is. And wait, 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 hold on. You froze. Oh, oh can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You're back now. Okay. Good. Okay. We got attacked. They didn't want you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try again. So the last thing, the last thing that we heard was um, that you trusted conventional medicine based mm -hmm. on being a nurse. Yeah. So I trusted conventional medicine. And so that's the route that I chose for my healing. And it led to nowhere. Um, I was told to have surgery, to never run again or work out again. 
Um, I was, they wanted to put me on uh, bioidentical hormones. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And when they wanted to put me on testosterone, that was my aha moment. And I mean, it was like the floodgates open and then, you know, it's okay. I just, anyone who's suffering, it, it's okay, um, you know, to maybe come to the realization that perhaps what you've been doing isn't working or, you know, maybe that you've been lied to. You know, I, I was so deceived. I spent a fortune going through nursing school. And, mm. and then again, when I got sick, we spent another small fortune trying to find answers. And um, none of the, the things that they were trying to do were safe. It just made me worse and worse. In fact, it got to the point where my autoimmune was so bad my knees would swell up like softballs and yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to walk up the stairs. And so Brian would have to carry me. Um, and it was hard, but you know, as soon as for me, my light bulb was, I'm a woman, I don't need to be on more testosterone, you know? And so when I did that, I took, that was my moment where I took responsibility for my health. And I just encouraged anyone out there, you know, in the U.S. where we're always taught you've got to spend lots of money to get something that's great or you've got to go outside of yourself to find healing. And what I've learned on my journey, that's not the case at all. Um, you know, through prayer, we prayed. God provided me the research that I needed. You know, I searched and I, I do feel like that's God's providence. And so next to, you know, taking the step saying, you know, I'm broken, but I was designed to heal. God made our bodies to heal. Um, it, it's a beautiful thing if you're given the right tools. Yeah. And so um, just hang in there. You can do this. <laughs> yeah. And empowerment, empowerment and healing is yeah. something that I preach. Mm -hmm. uh, and one thing being on every call, you know, because yeah. people have been led to be so disenfranchised and so disempowered and so left to feel entirely alone and at the mercy of prescribed so-called experts to tell them what to do and tell them what they can do you know and, and that's a fundamental issue with the way societal health is is operating mm -hmm. well point to that Zachariah and it's not just like native-born Americans that feel that way as well because I know that Trey and I were talking about a story a while back about a family that migrated to the U.S. I believe you know from I believe from Europe um and when they migrated over, they were in good health. They had natural health remedies. They focused on things in nature. They had herbs that they took when they got sick. And then as soon as they got to the U.S. and they started, you know, getting basically assimilating into culture, then they realized like, oh, well, I need to do this instead. I'm going to do I'm going to take these pharmaceuticals. They're supposed to be better for me. And that family over the course of, I think, five to 10 years realized that their health had declined drastically and then through that they were actually thinking about what they changed they, they hadn't done any diet changes but what they had done is they had stopped taking those herbs in the, for their illnesses and they had started taking more pharmaceuticals and then when they switched back and then go back to their what they had done before they saw instant health benefits from it so it's just it's part of our culture Absolutely. I rem that reminds me of another study that was done where they took a set of twins, I think from some Asian culture, and they left one twin with, uh, you know, their family in, in Asia, and then one twin came here. And I don't know if it happened for the purpose of the study. I think they may have gone back and studied it. I don't know. But basically the one, the exact same DNA to begin with, right? Because so, they're twins, they were biological twins. One 
being raised one way, one being raised the other way, and one got all the standard American illnesses and the other did not and showed no signs of them. And so when people chalk things up to genetics entirely, I think it's I think it's very foolish and I think it's such a disservice because then it ends up leaving people without a questioning attitude, without a looking for answers attitude, because then they just get told, ah, you have these bad genetics. You're going to get sick. That's it. You know? Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it time and time again. People use that. I call it excuse. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And really what that does is that pushes the responsibility off themselves. Right. Yeah. So they don't have to make a change. They don't have to make hard choices and do something better. Cause I mean, who wants to give up their, their donuts, right. And I mean, who, who wants to do that? I mean, they taste good. I mean, we don't really eat them, but they taste good. I mean, who wants to <laughs> make sacrifices? Yeah. I mean, yeah. no one's really going to do that unless they're 110% convinced. And it's just easy to just be ignorant and say, well, no, everyone else is fine. It's not going to do that much harm. It's just a donut, you know? Well, it's, it's at the end of the day, what is it? It's an addiction. They're addicted. Mm -hmm. And so nobody wants to give up an addiction, but they have to go through the process and realize and come out of the denial phase to realize that if they've been lied to, have they been misled? Have they been misled by the pharmaceutical industry, by the food industry? Yes. And in realizing that to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take empower my own. I'm going to grow my own vegetables. I'm going to, you know, find out where my meat came from. I'm going to figure out where my, what's in my water. You know, all those things are huge for your daily, you know, activities. But people, a lot of times, like, they trust. They, you know, they just blindly trust that the people who are in power, people who are overseeing the water district, people who are overseeing the FDA, you know, any, anywhere. But they blindly trust that those, they're making the right decision for them without doing their own research themselves. And that's where part of Honest Allo is really important is we're, we want to promote informed consent. We want to promote the person who buys our product and buys any health food product that goes out there, looks at what's on the label, looks how, you know, talks to the company and then finds out, you know, calls the representative of the company and like, hey, tell me about your process. What do y'all do over there? You know, what do you, you know, tell me, how do you process your, you know, this product? And that's something we do here in Honest Allo. Like, you know, it is a husband and wife team. It's me and my wife, we, we work together, but it's something that we do. We know every step of our process. So. Yeah, that that's beautiful. I, I'll always, I always end up saying it, but um, sugar addiction is one of the hardest ones out there because it's so denied in common, uh, common practice, right? Someone can say, hey, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And any sort of half decent person is going to say, oh, okay, you know, no, no drinks for you. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll drink my drink. But, you know, okay, no, none for you. But someone recovering from a sugar addiction and trying to kick that, they're going to go anywhere to dinner, to their family party, to anywhere and be met with, oh, just one cookie, you know, that, that, that won't hurt you. It's, it's very cult-like. It's like a cult of sugar. It really is. It is. <laughs> I, I have a firsthand story of that as well. Because me and my wife, my wife did an uh, eight-day fast, only with water, for eight days, uh, 
it was several years before we had our first son. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do it too. You know, I, I'll go ahead. But when I had time to do it, cause you don't want to be in a state of stress when you're doing a fast, you want to be relaxed. You want to be able to rest, get lots of rest and drink plenty of water. And so I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. But my fast fell right in the middle of Thanksgiving. And so I go to, I go to my parents to have Thanksgiving and they're like, you're not eating. Why are you not eating? And like I'm fasting. And they thought, I was, I, I might as well have been from Mars because they're just like, they could not comprehend that I was not going to eat a Thanksgiving meal and cake and pies and all these sweets and everything, but I was just going to drink water. So, <laughs> and that was family, you that know, was family, yeah. let alone, you know, other people, you know, your neighbors or your friends. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the things I found was difficult was to get support, you know, to get support for a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. The greatest pressure ultimately comes from the people closest to you. And that is why habits run in families and illness runs in families. That's what it comes down to, you know, uh, it, it yeah. is that, that pressure, pressure, pressure. Now that could be applied in a positive direction. If you grow up in a very healthy household and you start to stray off and make unhealthy decisions, they might pressure you back to health. But unfortunately, a lot of households out there are unhealthy as their baseline and so they'll pressure to keep that homeostasis of everyone doing what everyone does in that household for better or for worse and a lot of people see that a lot of people see that now to get back to the the autoimmune because this this fascinates me what do you think or do you have any theories of where that came from in the first place because i don't think god just puts people here and says you have autoimmune disease, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's not a respecter of persons. Right. So no, he's, he's built us wonderfully. Yeah. I absolutely think my primary problem, first of all, was just growing up with an unhealthy diet. We, um, you know, my family was very poor. We didn't have, um, a lot of good foods to eat. Definitely never ate organic. Um, also in college, I, uh, I mean, my, we always kind of joke about it, but my favorite meal, I'm going to say it in college, in college was a triple cheeseburger <laughs> from Whataburger <laughs> with fries and a chocolate shake. And, um, you know, I think in part, I think that, 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 uh, <laughs> it's funny to say now, but yeah. I think that laid the groundwork for a very leaky gut. I think bottom line, that was the issue for me. I think what tipped me over the scales was that. Um, obviously controversial, but as a nurse working, especially in the ER, you have to have X amount of vaccines every year, you know, um, and it seemed like they would just do more frequently and they'd be promoting more. And, um, you know, again, I trusted blindly. I never did my own research. My employer says it's great. My nursing instructor said it was great. So go ahead and do it. And so I made the choice and I, um, got vaccinated. It was actually, um, the last, uh, my flu in two weeks was when my knee started to swell up and um that kind of changed that I think that tipped the scales absolutely but I think bottom line I think I had an underlying leaky gut for a long time yeah yeah you really nailed it I think that the body is designed in such a fashion that artificial means of putting things into the body are never good um I think we have certain orifices that our body has been designed to intake things from the external world and then 
behind those orifices are complex and beautiful and powerful systems of filtration, of processing, and we can do a lot to protect ourselves when we are exposed to things if our body is in an overall state of health. But I think the second you go about sticking substances into your body and concoctions into your body intravenously, I think it is a logic fail. I, I think it goes against biology inherently. I think it goes against God inherently, quite personally. And I think it's responsible for much of the problems and, and illness we see from top to bottom. I think it is an industry of fraud myself, but. Yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely agree, you know, especially, you know, if you're new on this journey, when you, when you get, I mean, it's a closed system, right? You can like the orifices, that was a great point. You eat something, well, it comes out the other end, right? When you're injecting something into your skin, that's a closed system. It's already in your bloodstream. All those checkpoints, like your your gut lining, all those checkpoints are not there. It's just whatever's in there is directly into your, your blood system. And um, even from the CDC themselves, they report, if you go to the website, they report contaminations in the vaccines. I mean, there's poor quality control. I don't know if you're familiar about the 18, I'm sorry, the 1986 act um, that was in place that actually gives pharmaceutical companies complete liability, right. um, free of liability. They ha they're they not reliable at all. They cannot ever be sued um, for any harm that their means might um, infer on someone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's certainly concerning. Maybe that's too, too deep. <laughs> hey, listen, I am here to spread thoughts and opinions, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the, too the information that we get off cdc.gov is a thought and opinion. The statistics that all of these agencies print themselves that we are sharing for your consideration are just our thoughts and opinions. They don't exist in the official channels and we're just citing them to begin with. We're not citing science. We're just crazy lunatics out here, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. If we go down spreading- Crazy, crazy healthy lunatics. I'll put that. <laughs> we're healthy at that. So. Yeah. It's all thoughts and opinions. <laughs> Do your own research. Trust your doctors. Find a good doctor and trust them. That's my official recommendation, whatever that means to you. <laughs> Especially when you look into the ingredients of what is in these shots. Yeah. Um, you know, most of them are from cell lines of aborted fetal tissue, right? And that's not even what they experimented before they found one line that would actually work. And so, you know, especially as a Christian, you know, I'm not going to take a shot of injection that's supposed to infer some kind of protection at the cost of a baby's life. I mean, that's just... I can't morally, we can't morally stand for that. And we yeah. speak that to anyone who will listen. You know, a lot of people, it's the part of the deception. You don't know. And if you go to the, the CDC website on the inserts, it actually lists um, like MDM is one. But if you Google search MDM, you'll find that that's a fetal cell line. So they've done everything they can to hide and deceive you. So if you're not an actual researcher, you're not willing to take the few minutes to find an answer to like, if you see something, you don't know what it means. Um then I mean you're just falling into the trap. They they really play on people's convenience and and laziness is really what they they play on, and that's part of the deception. You nailed it. You nailed it with the convenience and laziness because ultimately, while they may make it tricky, they put the trail of breadcrumbs out there. Mm -hmm. Evil always tells you what they're doing. There's always the information out there, 
You yeah. might have to jump through a few hoops, but it is out there. And I think that ultimately is like a karmic redemption for wrongdoers. I think that, you know, if they, they can sit, perhaps that helps them sleep at night saying, hey, I put the info out there. They didn't look. So that's on them, you know, as they're getting rich. But yeah, the, the aborted fetal cell line is an interesting topic because I've seen allegations that or, or, or theories or concepts that perhaps if you have a female origin originating cell and you inject that into a male that that might have some interesting effects over time on their hormones and, and chromosomes or, or uh, presentation in, in the way that they, uh, they end up being and, and vice versa. And I've seen it alleged that males are more susceptible to being affected by female DNA because of the nature of them having the XY chromosome already. And, and so they can get skewed more to an XX stance if they get more X's put into them. Um, but it's certainly interesting seeing correlating rises in uh, certain behaviors and, and, and certain ways of um, presenting in, in correlation to certain uh, products being pushed. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that's an interesting one. And then, um, yeah. And then I've also seen schools of thought that talk about how and this is getting into a, a spiritual thing and, and the deep emotional root thing in that, you know, while a baby that becomes aborted has never experienced consciousness in the state of you know being a, a, a born person, once a soul has entered a uh, an embryo, that soul has been sent by God and is feeling and has a subconscious, even if the conscious hasn't been developed yet. And all they know is, you know, they are within mother, they in mother will protect me, they, they have that in, innate connection. Um, and then to be aborted, it's a severe trauma. It, it, it's, it's very traumatizing to that soul. And, you know, in, in the school of thought that trauma gets stored in the cells, if you store, if, if trauma is stored in cells, and then we take that cell or clones of it and how it was, and then inject it into people, are we giving that trauma and passing that on to people, that deep rooted trauma, emotionally and, and spiritually? I don't know. I haven't done a study, but I've seen uh, schools of thought that think so. And I think it's interesting at the least. It stands to reason for sure. And, you know, we're all energy beings, right? So it, of course the soul, but then even that's just one part, then you have the energy, energy of a live being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I would argue that maybe there's two, two of those factors at play. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot for people to consider, you know, and a lot of people get turned off from like an energetic standpoint. And, and a lot of people are stuck in the physical and in very much denial of metaphysical occurrences or, or metaphysical intertwining with the physical. Um, and I think health 
overall is holistic. And that doesn't just include all the physical parts of your body. I think the mental and emotional and spiritual side of health is undeniable. And, and I think that if you neglect that side of things within yourself, I don't think you'll ever be able to optimize your physical. I think you have to, you know, work on all fronts at the same time. Oh, are you frozen? Am I talking to myself? Froze. Yeah, you froze a little bit. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you froze for us too. Yeah. Okay, we good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. I don't know what the last thing you heard is, but um so like the metaphysical. Yeah. I, 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 basically, I think that the metaphysical and, and the spiritual and emotional side of someone is inherently tied to their physical health as well. And I think that neglecting the emotional and spiritual health of yourself will ultimately prevent your physical health from ever getting to as optimal as it could be. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you know, we, we hear of, and uh, I've even read a study, you know, with just forgiveness with someone going in with stage four cancer, you know, and then they go see a therapist and then they legitimately, you know, out loud forgive someone. They go into the clinic the next week and their tumor's gone. You know, I mean, these things happen quite, quite a bit. It's quite, I mean, there's actually a medical term for it, you know, spontaneous healing. I mean, it happens quite yeah. often, you know, but I mean, it's, it happens often enough, you know, it's not just a fluke, this or yeah. that, but I mean, I think there is a lot of power in our emotions and in our mindset and in our prayer, our relationship with God. Yeah, also, absolutely. To that point as well, like our culture, you know, just in American culture, and then there's other cultures as well, as well, but our culture in general is, is very high stressed. Like they're very, we're always, we're going, we're moving, we're active, but we're active in a way we're not, we're not working with our hands and like the way God intended us. We're working on computers all day and we're working in offices with fluorescent lights and LEDs. And <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's all these, you know, and then, then on top of that, there's just so many factors that are coming into play that are outside of our, the way humans were, were designed to be in nature and how and so when when you're in nature like we're outside right now we're outside with our aloes we're outside we're, we're you know there's overcast but there's sun so we're getting natural vitamin d we're breathing air from that from the trees that the trees filter for us and we're you know those are that helps our body be able to recharge regenerate in so many ways but when we're inside all day when we're always, when we're, we're not drinking the water that we're supposed to be drinking, there's so many factors that come into play that break our bodies down, that cause more issues, which as long as we get back to nature and get back to the source, then our bodies can heal themselves naturally. Yeah, I think top to bottom and bottom to top, people are living artificially. They're living wrong. They're living away from what was originally designed and what was originally intended. And I don't think that there is any way to get away with that forever. I think you can do it for some time, but I think its effects are going to show in one way or another eventually. You got to pay the piper at some point for living against your natural biology It's because it, ultimately it's biology, right? Our biologically designed or our biological machine bodies are, they have certain parameters. They have certain requirements. And just like if you put Coca-Cola in your gas tank of your car, just like if you put, you know, 
uh, canola oil instead of motor oil in it, 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 it might work for some time, you know, you might chug along, especially if it's a well-designed machine, which our bodies are, but yeah. can't get away with that forever. No. And that doesn't mean that it's designed wrong. That means that you're not giving it the right fuel, whether it's food fuel, whether it's emotional fuel, whether it's relational fuel, uh, lifestyle fuel. We have a lot of, it's like the Sims, right? You ever play the Sims where you, you have like a little character and they have these bars of, of, of different things that you need to yeah. keep them full for the person to be happy. Otherwise they just die. Yeah. Well, I think life would be better, right? This is the technology we need. This is the modern technology that we actually need. We need to find some sort of way to project bars above ourselves <laughs> of food, of water, of love, and be able to see, oh, okay, I need to top off on that, right? Yeah. Get on it, Elon. I, I think he could do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully someone does it. Oh, that's great. You know, I, I think, um, but, you know, we have to, we have those bars just internally and, and we're supposed to tap into our intuition and our own feeling to know when we need a little bit of top off on all those fronts um, and people just ignore them. And that's a deep yeah. conversation, right? Because is that an individual failure or is it a societal failure? Because society sets you up to not be able to pay attention to your internal needs because you're just running around trying to get a quick buck to survive or is it both you know it, it's a it's an interesting question that brings into play absolutely um back to aloe right <laughs> you mentioned early on that something that's key about your product is that it's not pasteurized now why one why not why why does it um why is pasteurization something to potentially avoid? What does it do to maybe lessen the benefits of aloe? And what are the ramifications of that? What are the, is there any drawbacks to not having pasteurization? Great question. So pasteurization is heating of a product and, and not just with aloe, but just kind of think broad spectrum, you know, your orange juices, your, um, your milks, anything that you would buy your, um, at, at, at your typical store is usually pasteurized. Now, when you pasteurize something, it's just hot. You run it through high temperature, you heat it up. And the goal of pasteurization is that it has a longer shelf life, right? So that heat will actually kill good and bad things. <clears throat> they heat things to kill any bacteria that might've gotten through. Maybe someone didn't wash their hands or something like that. So they go and heat it. Of course, that kills the bad bacteria. Well, that obviously will kill good bacteria. Heat doesn't discriminate right? It's not just going to take out the bad guys, right? Um, same thing with like preservatives, right? The goal of preservatives is to what? To kill things, right? To make, because you kill all everything that's in it, nothing will grow. It's got a long shelf life. So past, we can get back to that in a minute, but pasteurization, it heats things up, whatever substance it is, it kills enzymes, it kills good bacteria, which are actually needed that were in the plant to actually help you digest or to help your body absorb what's needed. Um, so with aloe, we don't, we don't pasteurize ours. Ours is completely raw and it keeps the integrity of the synergy of the plant. 
So what you're getting in our gel is you're getting the good stuff. If there's any bad in it, you're getting that too, but you're, you, you get it all, but you know, because we're, we're vertically integrated, you know, we have very, very high quality standards, but um, it, it keeps the integrity of the synergy of the plant. It keeps it raw to make it simple. It just, it keeps it raw. That's amazing. And so what does vertically integrated mean? Well, vertically integrated means that we're from the start of the process from our aloes when they're in the beds they're growing all the way to when it's bottled it's on the it's it's sent to you we control every part of that process we control the harvest the the growing of the plants we control the actual harvesting the plants processing the plants bottling the plants we control the we we have our own warehouse we freeze and we we seal the, the actual bottles for freshness when we, we actually do all that internally and in even the logistics side of it, we ship it, that cooler we see in the background there, <laughs> it, we ship them in those styrofoam coolers all across the U.S. and even into Canada now as well to be able to provide the customer with a full, and we say vertically integrated, that's a full process that we control ourselves to be able to provide the highest quality standards. And throughout that process, we also only use USA manufacturers. So we only use those customers and a lot of times local distributors as well, because we want to make sure that we're promoting small business growth within our community. That's awesome. I remember you were saying you even get your soil specifically formulated from a local business, the wood on the beds, right? Like that's that you really take that serious. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I like, like your so we haven't talked about soil today, but you know, it's always a good time, anytime to talk about soil. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about soil. <laughs> yeah. So our soil is a is is a special in in a lot of ways in the fact that it's is organic. It's organic matter. It's or our soil is made up of uh, leaf compost. It's made up of organic foods from organic restaurants from waste. And uh, it's very, it's selected um, and actually it takes about 12 to 18 months to actually make the type of soil that we use for our plants. And so that we were very specific, like very uh, specific in what kind of soil we wanted to use and we make sure that it wasn't organic blended soil. And so that's when we talk about, you at our website, you can see on our website, it talks about, uh, it, I think Shrey may have mentioned earlier about the runoff from different, you know, when it rains, that's why we built raised beds. Like our beds in the background here are about 12 inches tall. It's hard, a little bit hard to see, but those are 12 inches tall. It, it alleviates any type of rain runoff from the local streets anywhere in the area. And it keeps that soil contained in that bed itself. And it allows those plants to be able to harvest that nutrients from that soil. And that's what we, uh, and one thing with the soil that's very important, very important for aloes. And if you have, if you buy an aloe from someone, you want to make sure you only use rainwater. And that's something we use. We only use rainwater when it rains. We, we let our aloes, they're open right now. Even though it's wintertime, we have covers when it gets cold for them. Keep them nice and warm at night. In. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we make sure that they only have rainwater and we have our own rainwater harvesting system that we keep our aloes watered year round as well. Interesting. That's beautiful. I just I pictured when you had uh, blankets over, I picture like horses in a field, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so who should be drinking aloe? 
And how often should they be drinking it? In your recommendation? Yeah. It depends on what your health goals are, right? I mean, with my experience and what I've learned and overcome, I say everybody should be drinking it. Um, you know, if you can't buy it, then make it yourself. You know, we don't do anything that you can't do yourself. We just, we're here for convenience. We're here to get the word out and to educate and for your convenience because everybody's busy. But I would say everyone, I know in my specific case, within six weeks, all of my symptoms were gone. I mean, we spent over a year looking for answers and within six weeks, and I was just doing about it. How much was I doing? Just a couple ounces a day. Yeah, maybe four ounces. It wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even a ton that I was doing, but I was reaping such good benefits. So I think everyone in the U.S. with a modern diet has leaky gut syndrome, Mm -hmm. Um, whether you feel like it or not. You know, you have some kind of brain fog, some kind of forgetfulness. Young people too, right? I mean, those are all signs of leaky gut syndrome from the the brain the the brain gut connection. Um, But our little ones actually drink it. Yeah. Even like, well, except it's, we have three, three little ones and the, the one that's one year old, he's, he's not drinking it yet. So, but he's, he's on it. His brothers will definitely help him soon enough because <laughs> both of them, both of them drink it. They're four and two and both of them will, they, they love being our little promoters of aloe anywhere we go they're They're telling people about aloe and drinking it themselves. So. But again, so for me, acute, so it depends on what your health goals are acutely. Um, you know, I would, I would say when I first get people started, they come to me and they're, they have bleeding ulcers in their gut or, you know, something serious going on. They're trying to get some over something quick because it's painful. I recommend our products, not others, but ours, um, eight ounces, three times a day, um, for three days, I would do eight ounces, three times a day for three days, usually by day two, all symptoms are gone. I've never had anyone go to three still hurting, but I just kind of give free for that cushion. That's just provides a good loading dose to kind of coat everything, heal everything. All the properties in aloe are phenomenal. Putting those tight junctions back together that are in your gut. It's a good heavy loading dose. After that, I just recommend two tablespoons per day. And the reason why I do that is because we know that it also increases absorption of fat and water soluble vitamins. Um, there was a study done out of the Hippocrates Institute of Health in Florida. They had 400 participants. 200 had just their regular vitamins and supplements. 200 had their, so they're the same vitamins and supplements plus one tablespoon of aloe vera juice per day with their supplements. Every single nutrient tested in the group with aloe vera was higher in every single, and, and that's blood plasma. Plasm. So if you're if you're not absorbing, right, it's never going to get to your blood. It's never going to get to your tissues. If your gut's not in good shape, it's that's never going to happen, right? But every single participant who took their aloe with their supplements had more nutrients in their bloodstream when tested. That's profound. That's profound. profound. Uh, yes, just, absolutely. Not just for health, but even for finances, right? There's so many people out there that uh, you know they're purchasing supplements, purchasing supplements, trying to buy this and that, um, but they're, I guess, not necessarily getting the absorption and getting the most out of their efforts and, and of their money in buying these supplements, but just adding in a little dash of aloe could increase the effect that they're feeling from the good stuff that they're already taking. That That's profound. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We all know good stuff's a little bit more expensive than the, the cheap stuff. So absolutely yeah. more bang for your buck. And so we talked about cancer. We talked about autoimmune disorders. Are there any other big ones? We talked about diabetes. 
I mean, it sounds like this is a a, a like a little one plant army uh, against all the diseases. <laughs> it's it sounds like it has a wide impact on you know all sorts of ailments that a human body might be facing. Is is there any other that stick out to you specifically that you'd recommend it for? Yeah, I mean, pregnant women is a big thing that we've recently gotten into, you know, when you can't take your normal pharmaceuticals, or let's say you're, um, I've had several ladies, uh, we work with midwives, um, and, you know, they recommend our product, because when you have nausea, that first trimester, you know, you're having a hard time, aloe is very, has been helpful for them, um, we talked about kids a little bit, um, a client who actually had a, has a autistic son, you know, we know with autism that your gut's destroyed, your gut's completely destroyed. And that's one of the main issues. I mean, there's lots of factors that play with autism, but your guts and autism children are pretty much always just annihilated. Um, and so they've actually had some recovery with our, with our ally. I mean, in terms of his mood, I mean, it's just phenomenal. That's something that I intend to study more. Right. But again, if, if it's going with, with gut damage, it falls in line with all the other research we found. Um, you know, Brian takes it really just for, for, again, the vitamin absorption, you know, he doesn't, he's always been healthy, grew up on a farm, had good vegetables, you know, so he's a <laughs> good Southern air. Practically. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's skin issues, you know, skin issues are rampant. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are gut related. Um, if you didn't want to drink it, you could always apply it to your skin. But even if you have, um, like eczema, psoriasis, things like that, it's better to drink it. Um, because again, that you have that gut again, things are getting out of your gut and what's your skin, right? It's a detoxification organ. So whatever is in your, in your gut, if it's getting through your body's just trying to purge it. And a lot of times it ends up in our skin, right? You can't always, we have all these different pathways, detoxification pathways, and our skin is actually one of them. So definitely recommend with any, um, acute or chronic rashes, you know, um, if you're dealing with those recommend for those, um, colic in horses, you know, we talked about the deceit with, you know, FDA and CDC, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's actually allowed to give your pets aloe vera for treatment for cancers. You know, that's actually, that's approved, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's not approved for people. You, you know, you see the, the disconnect there, but I mean, it's, it's nuts. And even, you know, you, you think about our kind of going on a tangent here, but our poultry system, mm -hmm. I was just reading a study this week, you know, they're giving aloe vera, um, they're, they're giving it in different forms. They're giving it um, in powder, in gels, um, in their waters and in their foods, but as an antimicrobial, antiparasitic, and they're having success, you know, because everyone's wanting clean food now. It's kind of a trend, you know, so to get away from some of the, the, the things and the antibiotics, they were actually giving chickens chemotherapy. I had no idea. I had no, no idea. idea. <laughs> Up until about five years ago. I mean, it's just, why? <laughs> But, you know, but so now they're not giving chemo or antibiotics or now they're giving aloe, you know, so um, just the deceits everywhere. So it doesn't make sense. You know, you'd give it to your felines or your dogs or or your chickens that you're going to eat, but you can't give it to people. You know, it's just just the disconnect there. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of that. And so we're talking about marketing deceit. Why? should someone not go to their local supermarket and pick up one of the aloe juices there? Because I remember a few years ago, they aloe kind of popped off. Aloe drink, aloe drink, aloe drink. You find them at your local gas station, Minute Mart, whatever. Um, why should they not do that? Well, one thing you want, when you look at your aloe products in your stores and a lot of the products that you see, you go to the aloe store, you go to like your health food store, 
a lot of those products are going to be on the shelf and they're going to be not frozen products. They're going to be regular, regular uh, juices with the regular, you know, coconut waters in the same section as your health food drinks, but they're not, there's, they're putting preservatives, they're putting other additives in those products to be able to stabilize them and keep them on the shelf. And they're actually losing a lot of the natural uh, nutrient benefits that would be in the aloe. We have a study on our website as well that talks about the amount of aloe actual in aloe products. And so it talks about, uh, was it Walmart, CVS? Yeah, there, there was an interview with a man who owns an independent study lab. And so he, ha- he, he tested on his own, at his own dime, tested various aloes that were at CVS, Target, and Walmart. And none of them, even though they were advertised as aloe vera, tested positive for any nutrients that's found in raw aloe. Mm. So, I mean, that, that, that's pretty significant. And so a, a big reason for that especially with aloe. But again, think of your orange juice. Where does your orange juice come from? Think of other things that you you get from your grocery store. About 98% of our aloe in the U.S. comes from India, Mexico, or the Dominican Republic. They'll either process it there or send leaves for it to be processed here. But to get it, you know, to get it here in the U.S., you know, they have to pasteurize it, which means you're losing good and bad bacteria. You're losing enzymes. They put them in big plastic drums that are lined. They're, they're, they're big drums that are lined with plastic, right? At 170 degrees. That's probably not good for it. Um, but they then they ship it. Stabilize, stabilizers are added. Once it gets to the manufacturers here in the U.S., they add all sorts of stuff to it. They filter it. They deodorize it. Because, you know, if you pick a leaf off of aloe, most people says it doesn't smell too great, right? It actually, it has a strong aloe smell. It's like cutting up an onion, you know, it's an onion. If you peel an aloe leaf, you know, it's an aloe. And so once it gets here, you know, it's deodorized. They add thickeners to it. It's heavily filtered because, you know, they, they don't, no one wants the pulp, the raw pulp, it's bitter, you know, they about consistency with products. You know, the same thing with our eggs. They bleach all of our eggs. Why do you have to bleach the eggs? You know, it doesn't make sense, but it presents a pretty product. Well, the same goes with aloe. They do the same thing for consistency with their products. So it all tastes the same, smells the same, looks the same. Um, it usually goes through diatomaceous earth filters. Um, then again, pasteurized and they add things to it. You'll even see some aloes. Um, there's a, there's one U.S. company that will actually advertise. We add such and such to our aloe so you can absorb it, you know, more absorption. Well, they do that because they've stripped out everything in it. They have to add something to it. Otherwise you wouldn't absorb a thing. It'd probably upset your stomach. So, um, we talked about the aloe processing. They actually take the whole leaf. They grind the whole leaf up mm -hmm. and then through that filtering, the pasteurization, they have to add stuff back into it because they've taken so much out. And so that's one thing that, you know, it's, it's deceitful. And when you, you, not all aloe products are the same. You went to the store to get an aloe product. It's not going to be the same as getting that interleaf aloe vera gel. That's the whole point is that interleaf aloe vera gel is really what you're looking for. It's really what you need. And that's what, and to keep that gel stabilized, once you, we blend it and we, we do a light filtering to keep, provide consistency in our product. We make sure we freeze it right away. We seal in that freshness of that aloe vera gel because that's what's important. And that's when we seal it, we freeze it. It stabilizes the product for an extended period of time. And then we we say up to one year, you can actually keep your aloe in your freezer 
and then bring it out, drink it. You can make some, you can pour your aloe as soon as you got it. You could pour it into some an uh, ice cube tray and make icicle, um, you know, aloe, I, you know, aloe icicles if yeah. you wanted to, <laughs> ice pops if you wanted to. There's so many things that you can do with the aloe and then be able to use it and preserve it. And that's what's really uh, beautiful about the product itself because it allows you to be able to store those nutrients and you don't have to do the extra process. It's not required. You, you, you use the product as God intended it and you be able, you're able to harvest those nutrients and the less that you be it, less that you actually process the plant and you break down those properties, the less you're going to get out of it. So, yeah. And I'd also like to add when, when farmers, right, there's only so many orange farmers, there's only so many aloe farmers, right? Whatever the farmers do to the product before it gets to the distributor does not have to be required, is not required to be on the label. Right. So your, your, your aloe farmer can put preservatives, thickeners, stabilizers, citric acid, sodium benzenite, they can put any of those things in the aloe, but it's not required to be put on the label when you're at the store looking at it to see what the ingredients are. And that's just our regulatory agencies. So if you can just see the deceit in that. So, so let's say, let's say the farmer does it, puts a whole bunch of preservatives in it just to get it safely to the distributor, distributor sells it out to the individual companies. Now the company is going to add more preservatives because they're going to filter it and do their own techniques to make their brand their own, right? You could have double preservatives in it. You could have double the toxins or you could have things that aren't even you know, mentioned. And so that's what's so dangerous about buying store-bought aloe products, especially if you plan to drink a lot of it or to consume a lot of it or give it to your children, you know, um, so again, Brian made a good point. Call your companies, find out who, you know, what exactly they're doing. It's very important to uh, to find out where, where your food, your aloe is coming from. And we do not recommend that you go to the store and buy something and drink eight ounces of it. You know, like that acute protocol that I mentioned. And that's why um, it's because ours is, ours is raw. We add absolutely nothing, not even water. You know, you'll go to some, you'll see some aloes that actually have water as an ingredient. Well, that's tap water, first of all, but why add water to it? They're diluting it to make more money, you know, so go further for a better product, for a better profit. And um, that's, that's sad to say, you know, but it's, it's just what we're, what we're living in. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say from my personal experience, you know, I've of course tried your product and you can tell the difference. You can, you can almost, uh, I want to say, feel the love, you know, <laughs> Now, maybe it's because I know how much love you put into it, but, you know, I, I used to drink those aloe drinks off the shelf um, just because they tasted good and they blew up and, you know, they were at your local pizza spot. But, uh, you know, those had a kind of an inert feel to them always. They had some flavor. They maybe were enjoyable. They had little, you know, like chunks of pulp in there. So they felt natural-ish. But this is a whole different experience. You know, this feels medicinal in a way you know like this feels very raw like you could feel that it's raw you know there's the natural inconsistencies that are gonna be present in any natural product or any plant substance um it's certainly easy to drink it's really not that big of a deal you know the the flavor can can vary a little bit but and then the texture can vary a little bit but 
I mean, it's easy to knock down. There's sometimes I would knock down, you know, four, six, eight ounces um, at, at a time to see what that was like. And yeah, I, um, I, I don't think it's difficult to drink at all. I think if you're super sensitive to tastes or something, maybe you might be like, ah, you know, a little weirded out at first, but then you could just throw that in a smoothie. Like you guys oh, yeah. were saying before, you could include it in whatever else that you're already doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I certainly recommend it. I certainly advocate for it. You guys are reminding me that I have to go defrost my, uh, the last bottle of it that I have right now. <laughs> um, and, and so I can start drinking that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I give my wholehearted recommendation to Honest Aloe because I like the product. I like what it stands for. And I like what you guys stand for. Honestly, I, I love seeing family businesses. I love seeing local businesses. I love seeing people taking the time and the effort that it needs to put products out there of the top tier quality and no shortcuts taken. And that's that's the feeling I get from you guys, all uh, all encompassing. So please, viewers, listeners, go to honestallo.com for all your aloe needs. They have information there. There's tons of links to look into, uh, you know, the science side of aloe. Uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to chat with you some more if you have any questions. And um, yeah, is there anything you'd like to leave our viewers or listeners with? Oh, we're just, we're really, really blessed to be here today, Zachariah. We're very thankful for becancer.org. We're very thankful for you, your own podcast and promoting Honest Allo, we're very thankful for the opportunity because we are we we feel like everything that we do is is to glorify God in some way and and we want to make sure that through our product that we're helping others, we're helping other people. We just want to make sure that we're helping other people. We'll make sure that we're and what we do, we glorify God and we'll make sure that we continue to through our product, we're transparent in what we do and we want to help people. My wife was an RN, BSN, and just because she's not in the ICU and ER anymore, she's she's wants to help people, and, and that's really what you can tell the passion within her within her medical profession, and and she gets so so excited about talking about the scientific side of it, and I love hearing about it. I mean, it's just a, it's it's so interesting to hear about, and at the end of the day, we're just here to help people, and we want to be able to do that, and you know if. Aloe is one product that you can use. We're not saying that aloe is your only product, but it's one product that you can use. And we want to make sure that we provide you with the best aloe we can. And so that's what we do. That's what we we, we strive for in every harvest, in every batch, in every bottle. We, we strive for the best product that we can give you. And if you're out there struggling or you're new or you're not sure on the fence, there's no side effects, you know, there's no side effects with most natural treatments. And so, you know, especially if you feel like you're at the end of the road, there's nothing you can do. Don't give up. Just hang in there, you know, listen to Zachariah. He's got great resources, you know, reach out to your community. Um, Any of these natural things you want to try diet lifestyle. I mean, those are easy things that you can do inexpensively, affordably, and you don't have the harmful side effects of lots of other things that are out there. So I, I commend you and I just lift you up and um, we will keep all of you guys in prayer. Absolutely. Glory to God. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Sheree. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you, Zachariah. Right. See you later. Bye. Bye.
I hope that you enjoyed listening or watching tonight's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. Brian and Trey are wonderful, and their product is as well. So if you would like to check out their product, Honest Aloe, you can do so at www.honestaloe.com. Again, that's www.honestaloe.com. They're currently shipping all over the United States and Canada as well. If you want to send them a message, a question, a love letter, you can do that at greetings at honestaloe.com. Again, that's greetings at honestaloe.com. And if you or someone you know is interested in coming on the show as a health expert or enthusiast, please do send me a message at zackthehealthking at gmail.com. That's Z-A-K-T-H-E healthking at gmail.com. Love to have you on the show. We could talk about any sort of health topic.